amigos. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. I can't believe we are on the last few days of 2021. I feel like we can all say it's been a weird two years, but I'm very happy to be here today and talking about positive stuff. One of the things I want to talk about is this book I can't put down. I've been reading it for the past few weeks and I love it. I'm going slowly because I truly want to just grasp everything this woman is talking about, but it's called The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. If you don't know who Mel Robbins is, she is one of the top booked motivational speakers in the world and she is just such a genius. Everything she does, I'm in awe and I love everything she talks about. I feel like she's one of those people that if I ever saw her in person, I would have one of two reactions. I would either be so starstruck that I wouldn't have the guts to go up to her and say like, I love your books, I love everything you do. Or I would just be really excited and go up to her and tell her everything I think about her (laughs) is great. Mel, if you ever hear this episode, I would love to meet you. I would love to work with you at some point in some way in the future. The reason that the book is called The High Five Habit is because she was going through a hard time and it was the middle of the pandemic and everyone was really struggling and she was kind of going through a hard time personally and she went to her bathroom one day and it was the same thing she always did, which was just pick herself apart in the the mirror and just say like, your hair looks bad, this looks bad, and she just starts doing what we all do, which is just pick ourselves apart and be really mean to ourselves. And something inside her said, you know what, high five. And she high fived the mirror, and it was her way of saying, you've got this, you can do this, let's go and make the day the best that it can be. And she started doing that consistently. Like every single day she would wake up and she would do that. And she realized that it really helped her stabilize her men like her mental health and it was a way for her to be there for herself and so she started sharing all of the things that she started realizing after she started high-fiving herself and sharing it with like her husband her kids and realizing that it actually did flip the script in her mind and it helped her really show up for herself which then showed up for her career and her family and her husband her kids and everything and she shares all of these experiences in the book as well as sharing the science behind it, where she's gone on to talk to so many doctors and professional people, science behind all of this is insane. She asks many times in these episodes, the podcasts and stuff like, why do you high five people? It's a way to what? To celebrate them, to tell them you've got this, you did this, good job, great, it's a celebration. And so when she does that in the mirror, it's kind of like her telling herself, you got this, celebrate yourself, you can do it. And it's an actual connection that your hand has with like the mirror and yourself of telling yourself, you did it, like you can do it. And she even admits like, this is very simple. And a lot of people think it's very dumb because of how simple it is. But sometimes the simplest things are the greatest things, like the greatest of all time things. So anyway, as you can tell, she's the best and has some great insight. And so as I was reading this book, she goes on to tell a story about this man that she meets in Dallas. And basically, she goes to Dallas for a speaking event or something like that, and she gets in an Uber, and the Uber driver overhears her conversation she's having on the phone, and it's with someone in Hollywood, and he gets really excited because he's an aspiring actor. And he goes on to tell her that, 
you know, he really wants to be an actor. And she starts asking him questions. Why are you in LA or New York and more of those like top cities for these kinds of careers? And so they start a dialogue. And as you continue the book and the chapter, she starts talking about what she tells him. And so this is what, it, what she says in the chapter. Every day you have a choice. You can turn toward the pull of your dreams or argue against it. Fighting that desire inside you and telling yourself, it will never happen for me, creates so much tension in your life. In every dream worth pursuing, the odds are against you. And it doesn't matter one bit that they are, because I know that you would regret for the rest of your life if you play it safe and don't go for it, whatever it is. That's because it's the act of trying that honors what's truly inside you. It's all just fear and blocked inspiration, like a bird trapped in a cage. Only action can set that bird free. This is the game of life, so you might as well jump in and play. You think chasing your dream is the risk. You're wrong. The greatest risk is always doing nothing, because if you fail, you can always go back to what you're doing right now. And based on research, if you fail, you are twice as likely to be successful the next time you try. You will always have a million excuses not to do it, not to feel like it, not to believe in yourself. The only thing that matters in your life is the actions you're taking. The more consistently you take action, the faster you will start to believe in yourself because you will see proof that you are not the kind of person who sits around and feels unworthy. There is no perfect time or perfect plan or perfect moment. There is only right now and you're right on time. But time is ticking. As you drive around and think about the life you want, that dream gets shoved further and further into the back of your mind. It's not leaving you, but it is starting to haunt you. Your dreams are your responsibility. No one is coming. I read this part of this chapter and was so inspired because I feel like I have these conversations with these, you know, creative people all the time. And a lot of us struggle with imposter syndrome or with the ability to see that there are opportunities, but we just choose to believe obstacles instead of the opportunities. And she goes on to talk about this in the chapter saying that, you know, this driver, the Uber driver that wants to be an actor has these obstacles in front of him that he's putting for himself. And she's basically saying there are actually so many opportunities and you just have to be willing to see the opportunities and go for it. And worst case, you fail and you just go back to what you were doing before. And she made a really good point with him basically saying you can go to LA and also be Uber driving and you can be going to auditions while you're also working. And so these little things that seem impossible to us because we are in it are so obvious for other people that are looking in. And I loved the chapter because she was able to navigate him and guide him and help him to see that there are so many different ways to look at his situation. And I felt like really sharing that with my audience because we all have that moment sometimes where we just think we can't do it. And if we just realize that we can and the time is now and time is ticking and it's better to put the action in, you know, it's better to put the work in and take action than to just sit on the sidelines and wish for something and then look back in 20 years and realize you never did it. You never went for that thing that you wanted to do. And it's never too late. I really truly believe that it's never too late, too late to go for what you want. But I think there is something to be said for taking the action in the moment. Because with that action is where it comes results, right? Like you'll just start seeing little things working out for you. You'll just start seeing there's evidence in the work that you're putting in. 
And so I felt like sharing that. I felt it was very relevant to my audience and I felt it was a good way to end the year in a way that was positive and to keep going for your dreams no matter what it is you want to pursue. I think it's really important to go for those things. Check out the book. I'll link it below in the show notes so that you guys can purchase it. I got it on Amazon and it's just been such a good book to end the year with. I actually think I'll reread it and start 2022 reading it again. With that said, the second thing I wanted to talk about was something I do every single year before the year ends. And New Year's Eve, I think I talked about this last year on the pod, is my favorite holiday of the entire year. I love New Year's Eve. I love the traditions of getting things kind of settled and putting things in the past and getting ready for a new beginning. It's just so symbolic to me and I really love it so much that I've taken it so seriously for many years. And so I have a few traditions that I do every single year. One of the things I shared last year was the jar that I keep around my house. And anytime something good happens, I write a little note and I put it in the jar. And at the end of the year, I open the jar, I dump it out, and I see all of the positive things that happened in that year. And it's a great way to just focus on the good that happened. And so many times that I've done this, I forget what happened at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, that just seemed like so long ago or just yesterday, but I just forgot about it. And when you open that jar and you start reading through, you realize even if it was a bad year, there were some things that you could say were good things. And I think it's a great way to end the year and just focus on the good. And this year, I actually didn't do the jar as frequently as I've usually done because I moved a lot. I moved from LA to Miami and then Miami to Madrid. And so I kind of lost that tradition for a little bit this year. And so instead, I'm doing something I did before the jar, which is my journal. And if you know me, you know that I've been journaling since I was 14 years old, almost every single day without fail. Sometimes I get too busy or I'm doing something like I'm traveling or something and I forget to write. But almost every single day, I write about my day. I write about something that I learned, something I went through, something I experienced. And at the end of the year, I reread that year's journal from the beginning. So I'll start January 1st, I'll go all the way through December 31st, and before the new year, I'll reread from January 1st. And I just, it's so good to see what you go through in a year. You forget, you forget how much happens in one year. Who you met, what you did, where you went, what you saw, what you heard. It's just such a cool way to kind of go back like a little movie and realize, wow, that was this chapter, that was this year. And so that's what I've been doing pretty much my whole life. And this year I'm going through my 2021 journal and that passage I read from Mel Robbins' book was so timely because I really did push myself this year to do things that scared me. I moved across the world, which I never thought I would ever do. And it was something really scary for me and I pushed myself and I did it without knowing what was going to happen or how I was going to make it work and I just did it. And it was the best kind of reinforcement for myself to realize that I have the ability to do things that I set my mind to. And that passage from the book just reiterated that for me. It just made me realize like I have so much more I want to do and so much more I can give to the world. And so this tradition of me reading through the things I went through in a year helps me to prepare for the kind of person and the kind of year I want to have coming up. 
And I wanted to share that with you guys because maybe you needed a new tradition or you wanted to try something out that was different than what something you've done before. And this is a tradition I've had with myself that just allows me to kind of look at what I've done and how I've changed and how I've grown and what I've gone through, how I can take those lessons, how I can take those experiences, make myself a better person and take them into the new year so that I can actually do the things that I want to do, accomplish those goals, go to the places I've been wanting to go to. And what I love about this exercise is that this looks different for every single person. Everyone wants something different. But what I've also realized with the show is that as creatives, we also want the same thing. And that is to do what we love and be able to do it every single day and share that with the world. And I am so excited to continue doing this and try to see how I can expand it into something greater. And so her words in the book and doing this exercise of the journaling and looking at my year, I felt like went really hand in hand um, in a way to just make things kind of work out for the next year coming up. And I wanted to share with you guys, if you want to try it out, let me know. It would be really cool if you shared it and tagged me. Um, maybe we can all start our own jar for the new year and we'll share it at the end of 2022. Who knows? Let me know if you like that idea. I would love to do that with you guys. And if not, start your own journal and start writing January 1st, all the things that you experience in every single day. Look back at the end of 2022 and realize how much you've grown, how much has happened in one year, and how much change can come from one year. And I think we all know how much change can really happen in one year. Just look at the two years we've had in the past, these past two years. So much change. And so imagine how much can change within yourself, within your craft, within your career, within your health, within your friend group, whatever it is that you want. Now's the time to go for it. So I wanted to give this little, I don't know, spiel, this little moment of me rambling because it's something I'm going through myself and I wanted to share it with my friends and my peers and my community. I love you guys so much. I say this all the time, but it really does mean the world to me that I get to do this and that I get to share with people. We've charted all around the world and it makes me so happy, but I feel like I would feel this same feeling even if one person was hearing the episode and got something out of it because it really just comes from the heart. I do this with so much passion and so much love and I do it every single week with the hope of reaching more hearts and making this something really special for you guys. It's something really special for me. And I hope that shines through in every episode. Thank you times a million from the bottom of my heart for being here and for allowing me to do this and share this with you guys. I can't wait for 2022. I can't wait to see how the episodes and the podcast evolves in the next year coming up. With all of that said... <laughs> Happy New Year. I wish you all a year full of love, laughter, health, happiness, excitement, joy, adventures, everything good in the world. I hope you experience it in 2022. I will see you guys here next year. Have a great New Year. Ciao!